الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رجال لا تلهيهم تجاره ولا بيع عن ذكر الله واقام الصلاه وايتاء الزكاه يخافون يوما تتقلب فيه القلوب والابصار وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم طلب الحلال فريضه بعد الفريضه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama al-kiram brothers and elders allah taala has placed us in dunya and in dunya this world this is a life that we live by means this is the system allah taala has created so this is generally how a person will live his life by using the means that allah taala has provided among these means is that he will earn a living for himself this is also part of the means but the provider is allah taala alone allah taala will then by means of whatever he has adopted to acquire his rizq allah taala will grant it via that means and sometimes without even any means allah taala will give somebody and somebody may adopt all the means that he can and he may still end up with nothing so the provider is allah taala alone but the system of dunya allah taala has created is that according to the means a person will adopt allah taala will then provide accordingly then comes the issue is that the means everybody adopts a mu'min also adopts the means and those devoid of iman also adopt the means a mu'min also earns he also has a business he has a job he has a profession he has some form of earning a living and those devoid of iman also they do the same so our both categories equal in this regard no they are worlds apart the mu'min and those without iman are worlds apart and this is the crucial factor that a mu'min understands that he is far away from those who have no iman in terms of every aspect of his life whether it be his ibadat he is distinct whether it be his social life he has a completely different way of living his life socially and likewise when it comes to his earnings his business he is totally distinct now what is his distinction how is he different apparently outwardly everything seems the same so he is very different his difference starts off right with his mindset somebody without iman his mindset is something totally different in terms of dunya for him for example the yahud the nasara they also earn the world but for them earning the world is an object in itself earning the dunya amassing the wealth of the world that itself is an object that drives the person that motivates him if that doesn't seem to come in hand it depresses him 
if everything suddenly seems to be leaving him, he might even start contemplating suicide. Because everything revolves around dunya. And the dunya is what makes him tick. The dunya is what motivates him, what drives him. Everything is around there. And very unlike him, a mu'min also earns the world. But he is not driven by the dunya. He is not motivated by the wealth of the world. His earning of the dunya is also outwardly similar, but it is worlds apart. He is driven by higher objectives. To start off with, he understands that this is merely the means. It is not the objective. It is merely a means to the end. And the destination and the goal is the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So like his ibadat, his salah in the masjid must take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. And his fasting in the month of Ramadan must take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. And his zakat must take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. And his hajj must earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala for him. And likewise the way he conducts his nikah, that too must become a step closer to Jannah. Even his business, his job, his profession, his skill, whatever he is doing to earn his living. That too must earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and must gain him success of the akhirat. So in front of him is this objective. And this is also part of that greater picture, that bigger picture, that his entire life is for Allah Ta'ala. Inna salati wa nusuki wa mahyaya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alameen. My ibadat, my salah, my ibadat, my living, my dying, everything for Allah Ta'ala alone. So his business also for Allah Ta'ala. And when a person conducts himself in this manner, he is looking forward to that virtue, that great accolade that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam described. That At-Tajiru Saduqul Ameen Ma'an Nabiyyeen Wa Siddiqeen Wa Shuhada. That that trader, that businessman who is honest, who is upright, and who is just and fair, then he will be raised with the Anbiya والسلام, with the Siddiqeen, the highest rank of the awliya after the Anbiya and with the martyrs on the day of Qiyamah. Can we imagine such a great virtue? But for what? For the person who understood that his business was for Allah Ta'ala. So he conducted business also. He will earn also whatever Allah Ta'ala provides for him. But he has a completely different mindset, different objective, different goal and destination. And as a result, his business also takes him to Allah Ta'ala. So part of this distinction between a mu'min and a disbeliever is his objectives, his mindsets. And this mindset is what Nabi Islam has given us in one hadith sharif. This objective. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, Man talabat dunya halalan. That the person who earns halal, so he's not earning haram. A mu'min, he doesn't touch haram. That's out of his vocabulary also. In terms of earning, he will never touch haram. He is earning halal. But why is he earning halal? What he is earning is 100% above board. But he doesn't just earn for the sake of earning. Like some people eat for the sake of eating. Or some people rather live to eat. Whereas a person is to be eating to live. So the whole thing goes upside down. person lives so that he may keep eating. Likewise, those devoid of Imam, they do, they live for business. 
Their whole life is for business. A mu'min, he does business to help him in life. So Nabi Islam is also giving us the same lesson in this Hadith Sharif that man talabat dunya halalan, number one, isti'ifafan anil mas'ala. Why is he earning? What is his objective? So that he may not stretch his hand in front of somebody else. He may stay free and safe from begging from anybody. Because begging is also something totally frowned upon. So he doesn't want to have to stretch his hand in front of anyone. That is his first objective. Then together with that, وَسَعْيًا ala ahlihi, So that he may take care of his family. And Allah Ta'ala hasn't forbidden us from providing any comforts, any luxuries for our families, if we can afford it, by all means, if it's earned in a halal way, and it is within the limits and limits of Shariat and Deen, Allah Ta'ala hasn't forbidden that. So that is his objective, to earn, to save himself from begging from anyone, and then to take care of the, fam- his, the needs of his family. But then he doesn't stop there. He goes a step further. After wasa'yan ala ahlihi, after looking after the needs of his family, وَتَعَطُّفًا ala jarihi, And to be compassionate to his neighbor also. That he loves and he lets love. He eats, but he shares and cares also. So his neighbor is also somebody important to him. And the neighbor is 40 doors away. And then that's just the immediate responsibility. Thereafter this keeps growing until the furthest corner of the world, whatever he can do and to the extent of his capacity he will be concerned. And he will try to do what he can for whatever, to whatever extent he can. So this is outlining the objectives of a mu'min. That why does he earn? These are his objectives. Now when he earns with these objectives, then this takes him closer to Allah Ta'ala. And then Nabi Islam gives the other side of the picture also. That woman talabat dunya halalan. The virtue of this person, the person who earns for these objectives, to save himself from begging, take care of his family, and to take care of others as well, he's earning halal. He will meet Allah on the day of Qiyamah and his face will be shining like the 14th moon. This is a certificate for his success of the day of Qiyamah and his entry to Jannah. And on the other side of the coin, Nabi Islam says, Man dunya halalan. The person who earns halal, he's not touching haram. A mu'min doesn't touch haram. He's earning halal. But unfortunately, he forgot the right objectives. As we say, he lost the plot. He missed the point. Why is he earning? Mukathiran muraiyan. His objective became the dunya itself. He's earning halal. But in order to amass the wealth of the world. Mukathiran. And muraiyan. To create a certain social standing for himself. To have a certain position in society. To be able to live up in a certain way so that he can also be living up like the Joneses. Nabi Islam, he's earning halal, but the objectives got distracted. Nabi Islam says, Laqi Allah wa huwa alayhi ghadban. He will meet Allah Ta'ala, but Allah Ta'ala will be displeased with him on the day of Qiyamah. And if Allah Ta'ala is displeased with the person on the day of Qiyamah, then what? Who's going to save him? So the first thing is that his objectives are correct. Now that his objectives are correct, the crucial thing mentioned in this Hadith Sharif repeatedly was, 
منطلب الدنيا حلالا Now one is his objectives are correct but then how does he go about it he goes about it the right way His first concern is that he's only earning what is halal He doesn't want to touch what is haram He doesn't want to go close to what is doubtful also He's earning what is halal And in order to make sure what is halal is what is he earning he will now be inquiring he'll be finding out this transaction am i doing is it correct or not am i doing it the right way is this perfectly halal or is there something wrong with this many a time the person is discussing some transaction of his i did this deal and well i'll be getting 10% returns on this investment so which investment is this that you getting 10% returns which investment can give you 10% on the dot that's not an investment that can be halal whether that you're going to get 10% that is purely interest he says oh, well I'm going to be sharing the losses also but what are you going to if you put in 100,000 what you're going to get he says I'll get 10,000 why that's purely interest if supposing that business earns 10 million you must get 10% of 10 million and if it gets 10 rand you will share 1 rand and if it gets nothing you will get nothing then you've invested in the business otherwise you've just given money as a loan and you're getting back 10% which is purely interest now because of either lack of knowledge or sheer carelessness the person is going into some transaction and is happy about himself i've done a fantastic deal and everything is above board but now is haram coming in and haram is getting digested into the system and when haram goes even if it goes without a person realizing that he's consumed haram haram is like poison poison doesn't distinguish between who ate it deliberately and who ate it mistakenly poison does its job poison will be poison whether the person ate it deliberately or they ate it by chance and mistake so he is super conscious that i what i'm doing is halal and in order to make sure it is halal he's now conducted himself correctly one is the transaction is right then he's going about it in the proper way for example there's no deception involved in the hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that al bay'an bil khiyar ma lam yatafarraqa fa in sadaqa wa bayyana burika lahuma fi bay'ihima that the buyer and seller describing how they go about nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says if they are honest they are open and clear and they disclose if there's any deficiency any fault what will be the outcome of this they are over above board everything is clear everything is clean burika lahuma fi bay'ihima they will be granted barakat in their transaction and fa in kadhaba wa katama but if there is lying involved there is deceiving involved the fault of the merchandise is being concealed there is some deception carrying on person is changing dates person is doing all kinds of things hiding things in the fine print so that the person doesn't know what's going on so he can now use that later on all kinds of things that carry on allah taala protect us nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says if this is how it will happen muhiqat barakatu bay'ihima the barakat of their transaction will be destroyed and in another narration nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says fa asa yarbaha ribhan wa yamhaqa barakat bay'ihima they may earn a lot of profit also but the barakat will be totally destroyed now this brings us to the another point of what a mu'min is all about and what is his mindset and what are his aspirations 
And what is his focus? One is a person devoid of Iman. His only focus is the numbers. His only focus is how the portfolio keeps growing. His only focus is on the abundance. But a mu'min, that is not his focus. Whatever Allah Ta'ala rules he will get. His focus is on how can he get barakat in it. Whatever the numbers are, but there must be barakat in it. As in this hadith we understood, Nabi Salaam says, They may earn a lot of profit out of it, but they will destroy the barakat of it. So there are two separate things. The profit is coming, the numbers are there, but the barakat is destroyed. When the barakat is destroyed, that wealth will become a source of difficulty. And the bigger the number, the bigger the problem will become. And if there's barakat in it, if it is little also, it will go far away. And if it is more, nurun ala nur, all the better. Because that will become a source of greater benefit. It will benefit the person in dunya, it will become a means of benefit for his akhirat also. It will bring happiness, it will bring peace, it will bring muhabbat between people. It will bring all kinds of good end results. When? When there's barakat. Just to expand on this aspect of barakat, one hadith of Rasulullah sallam, Nabi sallam is explaining to the Sahaba Ikram about a person from the nations of the past. And there were four brothers and the father got very sick and ill. Uh, old, old age and very ill. So now the one brother said to the other three brothers that look, let's make an agreement. Either you take care of our father, you nurse him, you take, take care of all his needs, attend to him. But when he passes away, I'll take the entire estate. Or then we swap it the other way around. I'll do all the khidmat, I will serve him, I will take care of him. And when he passes away, you keep the estate. Have you ever heard a deal like this? But he also had something in mind. There was something called barakat that he knew about. So in any case, these brothers were more than happy. They said, very well, let's go ahead. You carry on. So he carried on making khidmat of the father, serving him, spending all his time attending to his father. And the others were having a merry time. So time went on, eventually the pa- father passed away. And the father passed away. As per the agreement, he handed over the whole estate to his brothers. And he's down and out. As it is, he was hardly earning properly. While the father was alive because he was taking care of him all the time. So in any case, he was in a very difficult situation, very hard pressed. And as time went, one day he sees a dream. Abhi Salaam is explaining to the Sahaba of this person. That he sees a dream, and in the dream he is being told that in a certain place there are hundred dinar, hundred gold coins. It's for you, you can take it. Now, this is unseen help coming. He's being told the description, where it is, what is there. You can go and have it. But now in the dream, the first question he asks, that is there barakat in it? So he's told in the dream, no, there's no barakat. So he says, I don't want it. And when he wakes up in the morning, he remembers his dream. So he discusses it with his wife. That this is what I saw. So she says to him, what barakat are you dreaming about? Go and fetch it. We can't even make ends meet here, battling to eat something decent. Go and fetch the hundred dinars. At least we'll have some decent food to eat. He says, there's no barakat in it, I don't want it. He didn't go. The next night he sees the dream again. And he is told now there's 10 dinars, 10 gold coins. For understanding, 10 Kruger rands. There was 100 first. That's for you, you can take it. Again the same question, is there barakat in it? He says, no barakat in it. He says, I don't want it. 
The next morning, again, the same conversation with his wife. He says, no, I don't want it. The third night, he sees the dream again. Nabi Islam is explaining to the Sahaba. That he sees a dream, he's being told there's one dinar now. There was hundreds. Now there's one. If you want it, it's yours. You can go have it. Is there barakat in it? He says, yes, there's barakat in it. So he wakes up the next morning, remembers. So he follows the instruction as he was given, the description in the dream. And exactly as described, he finds it in a public place, not to it. Nobody's private property. In any case, this was unseen help from Allah Ta'ala. So he picked up that one dinar waiver, it was kept, and he brought it and came along. As he's coming along, one person is selling two fish. Now, how much are these fish? He says, one dinar for both. So he says, very well. As if he doesn't have, doesn't have food at home to eat, he buys the two fish and he comes. Now, Allah Ta'ala is the provider. Now there's thousands of fish swimming in the ocean. But now when he splits these two fish to clean it up, there's a pearl, a priceless pearl in each one. Now who put the pearl in? The provider Allah. Any case, this is priceless, not seen before. Then Allah Ta'ala who is a razak, who is the provider and sustainer and controller and nourisher. Allah Ta'ala puts it in the heart of the king of the time that I want to buy one pearl which is very unique. So he sends his people out to look for something. So now they come to know this person has got something. Or he found out they sell it, buying, want to buy something. He comes with the one pearl. That this is it. This is unique. We've never seen something like this. After the negotiation, he sells that one pearl for 30 mule loads of gold. One pearl. The king sees it. He is fascinated. Allah Ta'ala is a provider. These things are not coincidental. Allah Ta'ala is a provider. And what goes on in the hearts of people, Allah Ta'ala puts it there. Allah Ta'ala put the next thought in his mind. This is so unique, it can't, it doesn't look right on its own. There must be another one with it. So he says, go and find another one like this. Any price, double the price you buy for it. They come to ask, have you got another one? We're ready to pay double the price. You'll pay double the price? Yes, double the price. So now they buy the second one for 60 mule loads of gold. So in total for the one dinar, 90 mule loads of gold. If one mule will carry 50 kilos, multiply that by 90. And we're talking about gold. It'll add up in this time and age to the billions. But he refused to take the 100 dinars because there was no barakat in it. He refused to take the 10 dinars also because there was no barakat in it. He was content with taking one dinar with barakat. But sometimes Allah Ta'ala to make it a lesson will grant the barakat in such a dramatic manner. It's not necessary, it will always happen in such a dramatic manner. But barakat in its reality will come, either it will come in a manner that the numbers will increase, or otherwise the main thing is that it will bring that kind of production, that kind of end result which is desired out of it. That happiness, that peace, that contentment, that serenity, that that wealth must become a means of making a person's dunya comfortable, more importantly it will make his akhirat. Now when there's barakat in it, this is what will be the outcome. So a mu'min, a mu'min, this is his way. This is what he's concerned about. And he is motivated by the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. He'll finish off on this. Allah wa ta'ala speaks about a person who's conducting business. Allah ta'ala says, Rijal. These are men. These are people we can call men. Who? La tulhihim tijaratu wa la bay'un an zikrillah wa iqamis salah wa ita'is zakah that neither their business or their trading makes them neglectful of their salah. 
The salah doesn't revolve around the business. The business revolves around salah. The business will not dictate whether the salah will be performed on time, or the jamaat will be missed, or Allah forbid it become qaza also. No, no, the business won't dictate that. Salah will dictate when that business will open and close. La tulihim tijaratu wa la bi'un an zikrillah. They are not made unmindful of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. They are conscious, what I am doing must be 100% above board. And neither does it make them unmindful of their salah. And wa'ita is zakah. And discharging their zakat. Why? What is the reason that they are conscious? What makes them conduct themselves in such a way? يَخَافُونَ يَوْمًا تَتَقَلَّبُ فِيهِ الْقُلُوبُ وَالْأَبْصَارِ They are worried about that day when hearts and eyeballs will be overturned the day of Qiyamah. The death day they will have to answer for how they earned it and how they spent it also. So therefore that business now will become a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. That business will become a da'wah towards Islam. That how a person conducts himself with his staff, with his customers, with his suppliers, whoever. That the person who is in dealing with him will want to know where did he learn this kind of conduct. How, what makes him conduct himself in such a beautiful manner? This is you know, his deen of him. This is the example of his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa That will become the dawah towards Islam. That what makes him talk in such a wonderful way? That we've never heard a vulgar word from him. No matter what the situation, his tongue is clean. What makes him conduct himself like this? He's provoked to the extreme, but he never utters a vulgar word. He says, no, his deen teaches him this. So that becomes a dawah towards Islam. Now this is the focus and the mindset of a mu'min. This is what he is conscious of, that I will only touch what is halal. He is aspiring for barakat. He is making his business a dawat. And he is making his business the means of akhirat. This requires that a person learns what is the correct, the, the masail of business, how to conduct it correctly. He works on his iman, so that that iman guides him towards doing what is right and abstaining from what is wrong. And he's all the time conscious of Allah wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.